Black Doctor. Hello, podcast. welcome back to the Black Doctors podcast. I am Steven, your host. Happy New Year. So honored to be on the airwaves or podcast waves, whatever you call it, on the internet. And the fact that you tune in really does mean a lot. 2024, man, it is exciting to be on the cusp of something new, something great. And just going to spend this episode kind of reflecting on a couple of things. My past year, we're going to talk about the, the podcast itself, some of the things we've accomplished over the last couple of years, where we're going to go from here, and then talk about some of the uh, a recent research article about physician burnout. It's one of the things we talk about pretty frequently on the show. So we'll jump right in. Last year, 2023 was incredible. We had the opportunity to celebrate my wife and I our happily ever after party. That's how we kicked off the year in January. So we'd gotten married in 2021. And I think our Indian and Nigerian brothers and sisters got it right, where having multiple weddings is a fantastic idea. So we had the small family wedding. And then we had a year later, the happily ever after party. It was just a three-day weekend bender in Mexico with a bunch of our really good friends. And uh, yeah, we had a, had a great time. We didn't have to worry about any of the wedding stuff. We were already married. We already had a actual wedding. We just partied in Mexico. Isla Holbosch was where we went. Little island off the coast of Mexico, about two hours from Cancun. Beautiful vacation location. Highly recommend checking it out. That's how we started the year. And I was in the middle of fellowship. I'd gone back to the University of Chicago for my critical care medicine fellowship. I was wrapping up the job hunt about the beginning of, of uh, 2023. At the end of fellowship in June, was able to go over to England, was in London for two weeks, uh, learning and practicing with the NHS, seeing how they did stuff. It was a good trip for my wife and I just to get away as we were getting ready to move uh, down to Florida for the new job. So it was a great year. Finished up fellowship in July, started the new job in July, didn't take too much time off and jumped in, figured out the system and kind of set up a new home, new life, and begin to experience more of a semblance of work-life balance. So the year was great for me. We are at, we're coming up on four years. It's hard to believe that as of June, we'll be on the airwaves for four years. Started the show in 2020. It was in the middle of the pandemic. It was June. I had looked I was in a spot in my life, I was in the Navy at the time, and I wasn't super busy clinically, but I had to be in-house on call a lot. I'm talking about one or two weekends a month that I was in-house call, had to stay for 24 hours. Clinically, we might do one or two cases in the OR, but I needed something to do to pass the time and was looking at side hustles and different things to do. So fortunately, I looked around and was like, I don't really have the, the face for influencing or the fashion style to, to be one of these med influencers. And I thought about podcasting as a way to build a platform and kind of set out to do some of the things to highlight diversity in medicine. I sought to create a resource that I wanted when I was applying to medical school. It's a very, I'm a very simple person. And the question I, I always ask for physicians or for anybody in general is how did you get to where you are? And I couldn't think of a better format to really host and share these incredible stories than a podcast. So I did a lot of research, 
mostly YouTube videos. You can really learn how to do anything online. Uh, uh, full disclosure, I really didn't even listen to podcasts before I launched the Black Doctors podcast. Um, but I, I did some reading, figured out what it takes to create a pod. I do a lot of stuff with audio editing and music. So I knew how to edit audio. And it's been a learning progress over time. Hopefully the sound has gotten better for the show. And uh, recorded a couple episodes. There was a lot of stuff that happened in the Navy during the pandemic. There were some deployments. I may have been relieved of a deployment or kicked off of a ship or something. Is another story for another day. But then I was getting sent to Iraq as an alternate, and I ended up not having to go. Long story short, I was in the desert in, in New Mexico the week I actually launched the podcast. I was training with the group for five weeks. We were out there kind of driving around the sand and shooting ranges and whatnot. And I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to continue past the eight episodes that I'd already recorded. But while I was sitting there in the barracks, I was able to upload the first couple of episodes to Anchor, which was podcast, which is a Spotify's podcast platform. And that's where we started. I just reached out to a couple of friends that I knew from Howard or that I worked with in the Navy. And I'm like, hey, I know you got an aspiring story. If you think about it, all of our stories as underrepresented in medicine minorities are inspiring because we definitely all overcame a lot of stuff to get to where we are. And it was just my goal to share those stories, not the glamorous figs models and all that other cool stuff and the uh, aesthetics and all that. But I found it very interesting and rewarding to hear and to share these stories. So that was in 2020. And I think I did a couple seasons. Like this is season eight. The seasons are all random. And I feel like usually it, it came down to every six months. But about a year and a half ago, um, I was challenged back when Clubhouse was all the rage. I talked to a big time podcaster on Clubhouse. I made it to the stage. And this person recommended that I don't take breaks in between seasons. And so I took that as a challenge. And for about a year and a half, every week was able to post a podcast episode. As a matter of fact, we took a break last week. It was Christmas. I'd just come off of a week in the ICU. And that was the first week that I hadn't posted an episode in probably about a, a year and a half. So it's been a, a good run. This is just a labor of love. Some of the metrics for the podcast, because we love like numbers, numbers are, are great. And again, this is something that you can all achieve if, if there's a message or something that you want to get across. This is a great. So over the last three and a half years, I had to sit down and, and take a uh, tally of everything. The total number of downloads. So over the last three and a half years, the total number of downloads we've had for the podcast are over 165,000 incredible numbers, getting between 1,200 to 2,000 listeners each week for the show. Um, social media has grown up to about 13,000 followers. I just hit the 10,000 mark on my personal Instagram. And then there's 3,000 on the podcast Instagram. I have shifted over the last three or four years from really pushing for that 10,000 follower count. And I always thought, oh, I'll, I'll get to 10,000 followers. I'll make a big post. I'll get some balloons. That's what people see. And then I just, it, it, it came. I took a screenshot and I go, that's cool. So that's the numbers for the show and my personal media, uh, my social media growth. We have over 200 episodes of the podcast that are available through Apple and Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. And we have over 90 five-star ratings. That's just on Apple. We've made it to the top 
podcast list. It's always funny when people are like, oh, top 1% podcast or whatever. Basically, to be a top 25% podcast, all you have to do is, is stick around. The percentage of podcasts that start and don't make it past one or two or three episodes is astronomical. It's 60 or 70% of podcasts. So all you have to do is stay in the game. So by being on, on the airwaves for over a year, you're already in a very small circle. But I do take note of the metrics. There's a list of pod charts and for health related podcasts. You have a lot of the big name like Huber Labs and I think Dr. Mike's podcast and Saving Lives with Eddie Joe and EM Crit. There's a bunch of medical podcasts. But when it comes to the niche that I'm trying to reach with the Black Daughters podcast, there's really nothing in that top 200 list of podcasts focused on the concerns of the Black community and specifically Black physicians and healthcare providers. So every now and then, the Black Daughters podcast pops up onto that list into the top 200. I think we did a couple times this past year. That's cool. I get an email and that's pretty much it. So we're out here just experiencing, thankfully, some slow, steady growth. I really do appreciate your support in making this happen. And not even about supporting me, I am so honored that there are these incredible people that take time out of their busy schedules to come on the podcast and to share their incredibly intimate personal stories. We're digging up some traumas from the past and sharing that with you so that you can learn from it or you can share with somebody else And that's what this is all about. To that end, in 2023, we were able to help a lot of people. I feel like Keith Lee right now. But we were able to, well, the year before we partnered with Tour for Diversity Medicine, this year we've worked with SNMA, not officially, but was able to host a couple of episodes featuring the national president of the organization and Dr. Mize, Dr. Levinani, who's a good friend of the show, been on a couple of times incredibly involved in the SNMA. They would have some episodes featuring them. We did do a promotions to help raise money. And the the deal was $5 for each review or rating that was left on Apple or Spotify. The numbers, uh, I'm recording this kind of the day before the New Year's, so they could change a little bit. But we did get seven additional reviews on Apple and then another six reviews on Spotify So a total of 13. Thank you to all of you that took the time to leave a review. And we will be making that donation. I think that if I did the math, that's not a lot of money. Five times 13 is what? Like 65 bucks. So we'll probably round up to, I don't know, maybe double it. And then make a donation to the Student National Medical Association to support their efforts. Because the organization does so much that aligns with our mission as well. Where are we going from here? So been fortunate to have some support, some supportive team members. My wife is, is always super supportive of everything that I do. Dr. Nate Jones, he is the co-host. You've heard him on quite a few times. And he is really the force behind the show that makes things, that polishes things up. He is a podcast guy, podcast head, listens to podcasts religiously and is, hey, man, you should fix this or tweak this or what are you doing with that? So he is really like the quality control behind the scenes. And so you could thank him for a lot of the organization. I'm not very organized. I just randomly put stuff together. And so he is always there, jumps on about an episode every month or so. 
So we're going to continue to work with Dr. Jones. Thank you, Nate. His name is on the award. I don't know, like two years ago, we did win a signal award for podcasts, it was a silver, so second place for health-related podcasts. So Nate and, and my name are, are on that award. I was going to do an unboxing video, but never got around to that. Dr. Bianca Bush, the college psychiatrist, she has been incredibly helpful to the organization of the show and to providing quality content, her expertise in mental health and wellness. She comes on every two months or so for a focused episode that is not medical advice, but it's something that we can all help and incorporate into our lives. So thank you, Dr. Bush, for working with us. We're so excited to see how your business, your personal private practice, the college psychiatrist continues to grow. Dr. Italo Brown, he's always a frequent guest, supporter, friend of the show. And we always appreciate him coming on talking about health equity related matters. And he's always in the background like, hey, you should talk to this person. Or have you seen this article? Let's jump on. So I really appreciate the support. Of course, my wife, Christina, thank you, baby. I love you. In addition, we've probably supported a dozen or so small business owners. And these are typically the physicians that have started direct primary care or have their own practices and they're fresh out or they're trying to grow. And it is a, a privilege to be able to have a platform that can come on and talk about their their practices. And every now and then I'll hear of a patient or somebody will hit me up on Instagram and say, oh yeah, I found Dr. So-and-so because of your podcast. So I really appreciate that feedback. And it is, again, a, an honor to host these incredible people share these incredible stories. This is what it really is all about. From the financial side, um, yeah, we're probably in the red for the year. Didn't really make any money. Um, for the biggest year, I think it was like kind of year two, I think we grossed maybe eight or $9,000. That was gross. So by the time you pay for all the stuff with the podcast, different equipment and promotion stuff. It's not a huge moneymaker. This year, I was going back to fellowship. And I knew I wouldn't have the time to really work with brands and sponsorship. So I let all those laps going into fellowship. Did not have any sponsors for this this, this season. It's nice to not have to worry about all that stuff. Just focus on good quality podcast episodes. And along the way, we were able to donate to different organizations. We had some sponsorship stuff, helped a couple people pay for boards, pay for the MCATs, had some giveaways, had some dipped our toe into the merch market, not really selling anything, but, but it's a work in progress. So we'll see this year, hopefully pick up some sponsors and that'll help us further our mission. Would love to have some merchandise, would love to be able to provide some small gifts uh, and tokens of appreciation for the people that we have on the show. So we'll see how that goes in this next year. Of course, always we're supporting the Student National Medical Association, their conferences in New Orleans, and they're having a huge fundraising organization. So definitely support, uh, they're having a fundraising, so so definitely support their efforts as well. Moving forward, we'd love to partner with a medical student or resident that's interested in health-related media. That would come on and host a couple episodes and you put this on your resume or your CV. If it's something that, that intrigues you, just reach out and probably by second quarter of 2024, we'll be able to set something up and hopefully get some diverse voices 
on the show. And we'll have some topics that are relevant, more relevant to pre-meds, medical students, residents. As I get further and further out from my training, I do want to make sure that I stay relevant and grounded. As a reminder, so I do all of the audio editing for the show and a lot of the scheduling and your support just means so much. This past year, I was able to release two tracks on Spotify under the name lofi.rx. I really love making music. I've been super happy to be able to get back into that passion of mine over the last about six to eight months. Really heavy. This year coming up, I don't usually make New Year's resolutions, but I don't know. I feel like I should or I'm challenging myself. I'll probably try to get back into or, or learn how to play jazz and record and produce at least a dozen songs. It's one a month. So these are usually like short lo-fi tracks. So I'm going to try to get that out as well. And then double down on the podcast, make this more organized, update the website. So those are things to look forward to in uh, the new year. To round out the episode, uh, a little bit of education and, and covering this article in uh, JAMA, a journal of the American Medical Association. This came out um, back in December 15th and just made a bunch of waves on social media and made a bunch of waves on X, the app. And the article was entitled Wellbeing Parameters and Attention to Leave Current Institution Among Academic Physicians. And I just wanted to touch on this briefly. The question this article asked was, what proportion of academic physicians intend to leave their current institution within the next two years and what factors are associated with intention to leave? Now, sometimes maybe you shouldn't ask questions that you don't want to know the answer to. So I feel like I could, we can intuit like how this was going to go from jump. But the findings in this cross-sectional study of over 18,000 academic physicians, approximately one-third of these physicians reported moderate or greater intention to leave, burnout, lack of professional fulfillment, and other personal and organizational factors were associated with the intention to leave. So in this study, the intention to leave was prevalent in academic positions and associated with the above-named factors. That main outcome, which was intention to leave, was defined as having at least a moderate intention. They had a scoring scale to leave one institution within the next two years. Additional outcomes included burnout, professional fulfillment, and was defined using published professional fulfillment index points. So the takeaways from this study, I don't, they surveyed these physicians during or shortly after the pandemic. We know how that went, how everybody felt warm and fuzzy about being a healthcare a worker or a physician coming out of the pandemic. We saw so many things that, that happened and how the system really depended upon us and we weren't ultimately rewarded for that. So it's not surprising that people weren't super thrilled. Um, there's also a, a weird kind of scatter plot graph that keeps floating around that just has a, a bunch of like, has every medical specialty. And the x-axis is physicians with uh, burnout, their percentage, and then the physicians with professional fulfillment on the y-axis. And different specialties, like you've, you've probably seen it if you're online, we'll put a link to this article in the show notes. So anesthesia is on the low right portion of the graph with 44% roughly burnt out physicians and 34% of physicians with professional fulfillment on the low end for that. So a lot of burnout, a little bit of fulfillment. I don't know. I don't feel burnt out and I'm pretty fulfilled as an anesthesiologist. Same with critical care. There's always things that can be improved upon in our jobs. And for me, that is a takeaway. We did so much to get to this profession. 
we're incredibly well paid. Yes, we have a lot of uh, student loans and financial responsibilities. If you have a, an appropriate lifestyle and aren't too extravagant, like you're going to live very well. You're going to be in the top 10 or 15% of earners in the United States. So financially, there's all everybody's situation is different, but financially, you shouldn't be too stressed or burnt out. That takes you to the factors that do lead to burnout from job satisfaction to the stress you encounter at work, lack of fulfillment. And I think that area is where we can all tweak things. Intention to leave, in my opinion, was a a weird thing to ask. In my professional opinion, every one to two years, you should look for another job. Back in the day, you could work somewhere for 20 years and get a pension And slowly but surely, those pensions have all been rolled away. So if you stay at an institution for 20 years, what are you coming away with? You have your retirement. You have your 401k that's mobile. You can move to a different or better opportunity, maybe the same opportunity in a different location. There's so many different permutations. It is really on us to look at internally what makes you happy, what makes me happy, and then to go out and find that. There's other outside obligations with your family, with your extended family, with the type of specialty you intend to practice. And it's really on us to make this all work for us. So intention to leave, yeah, always look for jobs. Every one to two years, I highly recommend putting out some feelers, sending out some CVs. Tell your boss, yeah, hey, yeah, I'm going to look for jobs every one to two years. Because the institutions that we work for, they don't have that same level of respect and love for us that we are so often guilty of giving to them. So take away from the study. I don't know. Everybody's burnt out. Nobody's happy. I don't know. I'm pretty happy. Because the things that I, I love to do is hang out with my wife and make music. And I love medicine. I love doing anesthesia and working in the ICU. So I do enjoy going to work. But I also enjoy not being at work and doing other stuff. And medicine just pretty much funds my music hobby um, because the music's definitely not making much money. So you got to find what makes you happy. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast today. Hopefully you found it helpful, whether you're interested in podcasting, whether you're curious about how the podcast got started, whether you want to be a guest or you know somebody that you really want to hear their story, definitely Send them a message. You can send an email, stephenbradleymdhemail.com is the email or social media. I want to hear from you. I swear, like every time I get a random DM or somebody finds me on Twitter and just says, that, oh, I listened to a podcast and I love this episode. I share those comments with the guests that you're referring to because I so much appreciate them coming on the show. But it really brightens my day and just confirms that I am doing the right thing out here. So thank you so much for rocking with us. Happy New Year and looking forward to doing some incredible things in 2024. Thanks for tuning in to the Black Doctors Podcast. We're here because representation matters.